1: been stressed lately? Well, maybe the question should be, have you ever not been stressed? Especially in this year of COVID, I think stress has taken on a whole new meaning. But stress is a part of everyday life. It's a part of our life as children. It's a part of our life as adults. And it seems like it's getting more and more attention lately, just because we are all learning with ways to cope with stress in ways that... We maybe hadn't in the past, so I wanted to I wanted to come out with this podcast to talk about talk about ways that I've dealt with stress and to have the top five tricks that work for me. In hopes that there'll be one or two or maybe even five that work for you that help you kind of de-stress, stop worrying so much. It seems like I'm always worried about something. Something is always keeping me up at night or consuming my thoughts during the day. When I'm really anxious about something, I tend to become detached from conversation or the present, what I'm doing right now. Far off in my thoughts as I relive whatever is stressing me out over and over and over again. And advice is everywhere about reducing stress. Some work for me, some absolutely do not, and some I've tweaked a bit to work for me. So, like, who who loves the advice that I've gotten before? What good is worrying going to do you? Oh, good point. Okay, done worrying now, said nobody ever. So after many years and a few degrees later in the anxiety department, I decided to take a good long hard look at ways to reduce stress in my life that are truly effective. Now, life comes with a good set of new worries and hurdles regularly, and they change from season to season. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, but these are my tried and true methods for helping to reduce worry in my life. The first one is to simply just write it down or tell someone. And this one is a common recommendation that I have read over the years. You know, I've, I've, I've heard, write it down before you go to bed in your journal, uh, write it on a piece of scratch paper and tear it up. And this is great advice if you keep a regular journal, which I don't. I have tried over the years numerous times. I've gotten one with pretty covers, with fun prompts, with all the cool pens, all the things. But it never really works for me. I I just, I'm not a journaler. Partly because I have horrible handwriting and when I am trying to journal as fast as my thoughts are going, it just becomes a page of scribbles and nothing that I can really reflect on or or think about. So if you keep a journal, this is a great outlet for reducing stress. But what works for me is typing it out on a computer or maybe even on my phone. Maybe in small tidbits as, as it comes to me throughout the day. Or maybe even a text to my husband or a close friend. Sometimes verbalizing my stress, especially even if it's only one directional, such as writing it down in my phone, typing it on a computer, texting it to someone, can really help bring my worry to the forefront and almost shed some light on it. And when you know how things always seem worse in the middle of the night, in the dark of the night, And then in the morning, things don't seem as bad. That's kind of what writing or texting your worries or your stresses does, is kind of brings it to light. Is this really something to be worried about? Is this really as bad as my brain has been making it seem so? There's almost a psychological release that comes with sharing these stresses, the worries, the concerns with someone or something else. You don't need a response, but sharing it, can help lighten that load. The other one that's probably my favorite way to reduce stress is to put it on the calendar. I, I joke about this one all the time, but I have found that it really truly helps me enjoy the present moment where I'm at, especially if whatever I'm worrying about is far off in the distance. So it might be a meeting coming up that I'm worried about or a presentation, or somebody that I know that I'm going to have to deal with that's probably unsavory next week, conversation I don't want to have. Anything like that that's happening in the future that I'm worrying about, I will joke about. Well, I'll I'll put that on the calendar to worry about next Tuesday at 8 a.m. But I'm only partially joking. Even if the incident is a good 10 to 2 weeks or or 2 months away, I will start worrying about it. So I put it on my calendar for a few hours before the event. I think worrying can have its place because it forces you to think about potential circumstances and how to be better prepared for it, but it has a time and it has a place. So I live by my calendar regularly, by my appointments, on my phone, so I literally and figuratively put my worry on my calendar to worry about just before the event. This gives me time to kind of plan things out, but that way I'm not dwelling on it for days, weeks, or even months in advance. That way, as it leads up to it, if I find my mind starting to wander, I tell myself, nope, you're not allowed to worry yet. You have it on your calendar for next Tuesday. And that really helps. Telling yourself that you are giving yourself space and time to worry about something, you can relieve yourself of worrying about it at the time, at the present time. It sounds silly, but this is probably one of my most effective tricks to reduce stress. It does take a little practice to really force yourself to worry in that space and time and not where you're at, but it is powerful once you've got there. So number three is to logically work through the problem. Sometimes my stress and anxiety comes from a mounting amount of fake news created and collecting in my brain. As my thoughts start to spiral, I find that I can concentrate on nothing else that is this worry or concern and it has taken over a ridiculous amount of real estate in my brain. During those times, I do have to stop and dedicate some time to logically work through my concerns. So this may involve research, looking up the facts. It may also involve talking to people, especially if my concerns are revolved around someone's reaction or response to something. Uh, This may also require me to go somewhere to verify the truth. For example, small one, the other night I was just falling asleep and I could not remember whether or not I had turned off the stove after dinner. I tried to lay there and replay the events in my head to see if I can remember actually physically turning the knob on the stove, Um, but instead I just kept worrying about it and then my brain started going, well, what would happen if, you know, I didn't turn it off and starting to worry what that would do to the house and the kids and, you know, I was just kind of getting myself all worried. And so then finally, I just pulled myself out of bed, went downstairs and looked at the darn thing and it was off. Stress level was down. It was all done. I didn't have to worry about it anymore because it was not a thing. If I had dragged myself out of bed earlier, I could have fallen asleep earlier. Dumb. Just dumb. But, you know, we do these to ourselves. So if you have to logically work through a problem, logically work through that problem instead of worrying about the what-ifs and could-ifs and borrowing a problem just so you can stress about it. If there's something you can logically answer for yourself that's going to help you with your stress level, then do it. Number four is walk it out. So I recently attended a virtual conference, and one particular class was on the biophysical effects of stress, which I found really fascinating. Essentially, the speaker described that our stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline are historically and biologically designed to help us solve our stress. So if we're being chased by a woolly mammoth or otherwise trying to defend ourselves from predators, we can gather the strength and address the issue. So we run, we fight, we release that pent-up energy caused by adrenaline and the stress is over. Essentially, a bell curve of hormones, if you want to think about it. Starts low, goes high we release them, it goes low again. But today we don't have woolly mammoths anymore and we're not bodily threatened to defend our lives and family on a day-to-day basis. We have deadlines and our kids are bullied and we have financial concerns and there is injustice in the world and and these are all cerebral stresses, not physical stressors. But the buildup of these hormones still happens, and we have no way to release it. It just sits there. So biologically and emotionally and physiologically, we need some way to get this energy out. There really is something to walking it out, to going to the gym, to getting a punching bag and letting it have it. I've always heard that advice, but this is the first time I would actually heard the biophysical part about it personally i have found that i need to pair this tip with another tip any one of the any one of these 5 to really help me reduce the stress but it undoubtedly helps even if it is helping me concentrate on something else and taking my mind off from just reeling sometimes just getting out there with the fresh air seeing the neighbors watching the cars go by, looking at the latest roses that are blooming, sometimes that's enough to kind of reduce stress a little bit just in itself. And then number five, and this is almost the first one, is to know my typical response to stress. A big help in reducing my stress is recognizing how I process stress. Do I get more angry? Do I get more sad? Do I irrationalize things rapidly? Do I let things escalate quickly in my mind? Where do I hold my stress? I I found I actually hold it most in my shoulders. Do things start to spin out of control before I realize what's happening? Do I have triggers? Do I have a vice? Do I try to numb my anxiety somehow? Spending time actually focusing on how I process and manifest stress was really crucially important in helping me figure out how to handle myself and Take the proper steps to help gain a semblance of control. It is also, I want to add here, it is also so important to recognize when you need professional help. One of the most important steps we can take is recognizing when we need to seek out the help of a therapist or a doctor. I have done both in my journey of life and I've never regretted that. When you know yourself better, you know how you can help yourself better. So become a student of your own emotions and take notes. Observe what helps, observe what doesn't, and then make plans to improve the stresses in your life. As our life seasons change, the way we process stress can also change. I can tell you for a fact that the way I stressed out about taking a final back in college, especially a biochemistry final, looks and feels a whole lot different than the stress I have about in raising my kids and helping to navigate these stressors subsequently looks a lot different too. Some will work for you, some will not, and some will need a little bit of tweaking to work for you. I recommend start with number five and then kind of work your way up because when you are better, the world is better. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next time.